0: You are listening to the Beauty of the Nile podcast. I'm Jasmine Mobley. The Beauty of the Nile podcast is your space for skincare tips, makeup tricks, inspiration and motivation, especially for and from women of color. We are here to celebrate and highlight our skin's beauty. Love your brown skin. Each episode features a different guest who will be dropping dimes that help you care for and highlight your skin. I'm excited to be here with you. Let's get started. Today I'm here with Jamika Martin. Jamika is the founder of Rosen Skincare, a clean beauty brand for people with acne-prone skin. After years of dealing with difficult skin and a lackluster selection, Jamika began formulating products of her own. Upon graduating from UCLA in 2017, she pursued Rosen full-time in the startup UCLA Summer Accelerator. Since launching, Jamika has grown Rosen Skincare to thousands of customers and secured partnerships with Urban Outfitters, FabFitFun. And the Target Takeoff Beauty Accelerator. Jamika is passionate about building a thoughtful and meaningful brand while finding balance and taking time for herself. Her goal is to continue to scale Rosen as a profitable business heading toward an acquisition, while allowing flexibility, peace, and mindfulness for herself and all those involved in her journey. Jamika, welcome to the Beauty of the Nile podcast. Jamika, what need did you see that led to the creation of Rosen Skincare?
1: Yeah, so I, I've dealt with very difficult skin for most of my life. Um, lots of breakouts, a lot of medications, lots of treatments. I actually did Accutane twice. And so mm-hmm. just like consistently dealing with acne prone skin most of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that second round of Accutane, which for most, you know, second round is kind of a lot. And especially, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot to feel the old breakouts after the second round. It was kind of me looking at you know, my beauty routine and I'd cleaned up a lot of other parts of my routine. And that's really where Rosen started was like this clean acne brand and mm-hmm. all of the clean skincare that was kind of out there on the market. Um, wasn't a ton of options for like skin types like mine. It was just like, you know, very gentle, like rose water mist, you know, <laughs> obviously very big and, you yes. know, things like that, that weren't really doing anything for breakouts. And that was really where I saw the initial need and then as we continue to grow and um really be in this acne space we saw a lot just around the messaging around acne and you know how we talk about breakouts and just realizing that you know acne is super normal a lot of people deal with it so like let's you know stop shaming people for having it and let's start normalizing it and normalizing the conversation around healthy mm-hmm. skin and you know being able to do that in like a clean and innovative way
0: yeah, that's amazing. I definitely think you guys have been very innovative too, like speaking kind of to uh, a different kind of consumer, right? Not in this super formal way. And so I think it's really approachable and I think people seem to really like
1: that. Thank you. Yeah, we try to, yeah, definitely be like relatable and like, um, yeah, like you said, more approachable. I think so many people, um, in beauty, but especially like in the acne space is just like so clinical and like mm-hmm. starchy and, um, trying to just like be that brand that like there's so many fun young brands out there but like acne is still such like a legacy space and we really want to like disrupt that that's awesome i think you guys are doing a great job so i'm excited
0: um so i'd love to ask i know you've secured partnerships with urban outfitters and FabFitFun fit fun and target accelerator which is amazing um can you speak about what that process was like for you
1: yeah. Um so all of those kind of like came somewhat differently. So mm-hmm. um Urban Outfitters, that was something um where I just kind of found buyers uh on LinkedIn and tried to connect with them and then I would just say, like, hey, you know, like I'd really just like love your feedback on my brand and this is like super early days, right after we launched. Mm-hmm. So um feedback was definitely needed. Um <laughs> and just staying in touch with them and continuing to send packages and they would show like a tiny bit of interest like yeah go Mm -hmm. ahead and send a package and then I just like would not hear back and so just like (laughs) continuing to follow up with them and really what I like to always tell people is like the biggest thing that I or I saw like a change with um their trajectory with Urban Outfitter was you know not only selling our brand not only selling what we can do but really showing like hey we're like a brand that's you know, we're moving volume, we have people who care about us. Like this is our ROI, this is our sales. And that's really what kind of took it to the next level. And so
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm kind of using that as like a lens throughout like future retail partnerships. Um Fund was one where they actually reached out to us. Um mm-hmm. and so they had, you know, however um she found me on LinkedIn and we kinda of got connected and started talking. And that was definitely a scary one because it was super early on and I think mm-hmm. we ended up doing like um five or ten thousand SKUs and um, mm-hmm. that was like terrifying at <laughs> the time and I was like I don't know how I'm supposed to do this but you know, whatever. I'm gonna say yes, like I, I can figure it out. because um, I knew some people I could like tap into for capital, that was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um And so that one was definitely kind of like they had already reached out to us, but really just solidifying the relationship, Um, always believe in our products. I think the hardest part of partnerships is selling like people actually care about this because I think, you know, so many people have great products and I don't think that that's like ever been an issue for us. Um, And then as far as the Target Accelerator, I had a mentor actually reach out to me and send it over. Mm -hmm. And um, I just remember reading the description and it was talking about like Target and how they're beauty expansion like they're focusing on it was like men's multicultural and naturals and we're not necessarily like a men's care brand but I was like oh wow like multicultural naturals, like wow that's like exactly what we're focusing on and exactly what we're doing and so
0: um
1: yeah, yeah I just applied and kind of um same thing would share like our trajectory but they had brands much larger than me going in And so I don't think that that was necessarily the point there but really just being able to sell our brand and our story and like why we're different and what our goals are in this space
0: right. um
1: and that was definitely like the biggest thing there. That's awesome.
0: So it sounds like they all came came to be in, in a very different way, but um, ultimately you just like it sounds like you kind of just went with it and and just took it as it came and it
1: worked out, which is which is great and a lot of hard work, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. All super different and different levels of like trying to get in or partner with them, but. Mm-hmm. Um, helpful just to like learn around like partnerships and you know negotiating and what people like to hear mm-hmm. and all that stuff
0: yeah okay wow well, um that's great and I'd love to also know sort of you guys have done a great job of that they continue to do but what does building a thoughtful meaningful skincare or makeup brand mean to you
1: yeah to me I think um it really there's like two parts. So I'm the formulator at Rosen, and so um, a lot of times when I think of like thoughtful and meaningful, just like beauty overall, um, I really love to like think of that in the formulas. Um, not that other brands, you know, with you know very synthetic or long ingredient lists. Not that those aren't thoughtful, because I think there is like a lot of really fun or innovative like products that aren't necessarily like super curated when it comes to the ingredient list. But okay. I do love seeing. Um, Something that you can just tell people like, spent a lot of time thinking about these ingredients and thinking about how these ingredients would pair together and target mm-hmm. a specific skin concern. Um, and really, you know, kind of going out of the box with ingredients. I love like Youth to the People. They're like one of the brands mm-hmm. that I really mm-hmm. love when it comes to formulas because mm-hmm. they, they do go out of the box and it's not, especially, you know, being in the active space, it's kind of like benzoyl peroxide, salicylic acid, and then like some <laughs> sort of like alcohol, like when you're walking down the aisles. And so yeah. it's like, really taking the time to, like, get out of the box and think about, like, all these ingredients that can be so powerful. Um, And then also, I think, just listening to customers. I think that brands um, overall, you know, should just be listening to their customers, listening to their feedback, and really, you know, at the end of the day, those are the people shopping from you. I I get a lot of people or, like, influencers or things like that, like, wow, like, I really appreciate you, like, talking to me or, you know, taking the time to, like, listen to me. And it's just, like... Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a consumer, too, and, like, all these founders are consumers, too, so I just, like, can't imagine, like, not making that an integral part of your process. Um, I think that, like, helps just being very thoughtful around those decisions and around that feedback can just help, you know, further your brand so much more.
0: Okay, amazing. That's really very well well thought out, and I think I agree. (laughs) That sounds really good. Let's just take a quick break here. Since you're listening, I want to make sure you have access to all of the great Beauty of the Nile content. Make sure you're subscribed to the Beauty of the Nile newsletter. Of course it's free. Just head on over to beautyofthenile.com. You'll find a form where you can subscribe. It's very quick and easy. You can do it now. We'll be right here when you get back. Enjoy. For specific to Rosen, which skincare products do you recommend or do you find yourself recommending to women of color looking to try your brand?
1: Yeah, so I usually always start um, with our Bright Citrus Serum. That's definitely our, like, number one bestseller, but it's also um, the one we've seen the best results in in terms of dark spots and scarring, which is mm-hmm. kind of an issue that a lot of women of color deal with. Um, And so that's usually the go-to that I will recommend. Um, Mm -hmm. And then other than that, it really just depends on where their skin's at. You know, I have Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, women who kind of just have duller skin and they just want to like have that glowy skin. I think a lot of our, um, you know, customers will see like the super dewy, super glowy skin. And I think that um, that's something that I'm always helping folks with, especially women of color, just around skincare education. And like what Mm -hmm. it means like, yeah, your skin's clear, but like, if it's healthy, it's going to glow and you're going to be so radiant and just like helping around that. And then Mm -hmm. of course, if they have breakouts, you know, just like kind of anyone else, like the earth cleanser or the earth mask, but really depends on their um, skin state and Mm -hmm. overall kind of hyperpigmentation is usually the biggest thing that I see women of color specifically asking about. And then kind of that, like, you know, taking their skin from clear to like actually like very healthy.
0: Right, right. So just starting with the sort of the biggest problem that you tend to see, which is in women of color, which is that hyperpigmentation and dark spots, and then kind of catering it based on the individual and like what, what's going on with them.
1: hmm Yep, okay. exactly.
0: Awesome. Um, and another question for you, how important is, and I know you've talked about this, like sort of balance and inner peace to achieving you know, your skincare goals or, or beauty um,
1: overall? Yeah, I think it's um, just a huge, you know, thing, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. when it comes to either skincare or, you know, your outer beauty, but also just like your inner, um, like you said, inner peace and just Mm -hmm. feeling comfortable and confident with like where you're at in your life. It's Mm -hmm. something that um, I'm very, you know, like always just trying to curate just like a sense of like flowing and peace and happiness um, with Mm -hmm. wherever you're at in life, because, if not all those other achievements can just like very easily, you know, mm-hmm. feel overwhelming or not even you won't even be proud of them. Um and right. especially for me, you know, somebody with acne prone skin, I, I always like to tell people like if you see my skin clear, like everything in my life is <laughs> perfect right now, like I'm feeling <laughs> good, I was sleeping good, I'm not stressing because it's like any of those things will trigger it for me. And so, um, of course stress, you know, can cause breakouts and um can affect your skin state. So, being able to, you know, just not be overwhelmed or not be, you know, entirely too upset or things like that are going to lead to healthier skin and, you know, also help you make the right decisions when it comes to skincare or when it comes to eating. I think just like mm-hmm. inner peace lends itself to a lot of aspects in life, which all mm-hmm. kind of just like link together to like help you become your best self.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a really great perspective. And I'm sure especially helpful for you as you have all these things on your plate and things you're doing with Rosen, I'm sure kind of like you said, you know, as these successes come, it's good, I think, to be balanced in every other way and it all, all is connected. So I think that's, that's really great. Um, yeah, curious, definitely. Yeah. So curious, what have been, and I know you talked about being on Accutane, and, and, but I wondered more specifically, what have been some of your own personal skincare struggles, um, maybe currently or in the past?
1: Yeah, so um, in the past, I mean, my skin journey kind of um, gosh, I think I started breaking out in like sixth grade, um, mm-hmm. and so just kind of consistently dealing with like very acne-prone skin, um, mm-hmm. very scarred skin. I I'm much better now, but um, you know, I I used to pinch my skin a lot. Uh, can't say I don't do it 100% <laughs> now, but. Obviously, you know, it's like a woman of color. You could get a breakout and not touch it and it's going to scar. So, yeah. if you're messing with it, it's going to scar. And so, um just like not knowing a lot about skincare, but also just like having, you know, inherently difficult skin, uh having to, you know, have the worst skin out of everyone you know. And, you mm-hmm. know, I grew up in a predominantly white area. So, it's yeah. like, how come your skin, like, you don't have these marks <laughs> after you break out, but it's like my skin is covered in scars. And, right. um, looking in the mirror and just like breaking down crying you know and and the unsolicited skincare advice that just continues (laughs) to come whenever you have like acne prone skin yeah um it's just like it's been my journey in its entirety and I think it's acutin the first time um in high school Mm. I want to say it was my senior year of high school so my skin started clearing up and then um you know of course it it kind of back and it got bad Mm. again and then I did it again my first year of college Mm -hmm. um i remember actually like this very specific my like i did a um a test with them they were doing trying to test out it was whether you know double blind test so i didn't know if it was a placebo or this um antibiotic Mm. that they wanted to test in conjunction to see if it helped accutane work better and so um i remember the first appointment like getting on accutane they would like count the bumps on my face and it was just like i had so many small textured bumps just like hundreds of bumps and I was like yeah. so embarrassed like oh wow yeah. this is the state of my skin and that mm-hmm. was just like the reality of like how I felt around my skin and just feeling super shameful around what my skin looked like and what it felt like and you know all of what I thought other people were thinking and walking around with your face down and you know I kind of been through it all as far as like skincare and acne goes and yeah so just really trying to like reclaim that narrative especially with rosen when we talk about like acne's normal and Mm -hmm. you know I just just hate the thought of like any of our customers like feeling like that because I know how terrible it is and it's it's been a long journey and now it's more so just like maintenance and very much like you know scarring and making sure my skin's healthy and not like compromised or sensitive or anything like that and a much more manageable state but definitely you know remember those early days for sure yeah
0: wow well I I I'm glad you shared all that. That was really great because I think, you know, seeing you at the forefront of Rosen and you have, I think your skin is beautiful. And so it's really good, I think, for people to hear, you know, the the journey of it because it's not always um, linear. And I can totally relate to the, um, I was the only black person at my school because my brother for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And so you have like a skincare problem. And then you talk to your friends and you'd realize that, like, none of their recommendations worked for you. So that was, like, a very an interesting moment or many moments growing up where I was like, okay, let me just go to my mom as I should and <laughs> get some help. Um, so, yeah, I can definitely, definitely relate to that. I want to make sure you have access to all of the great Beauty of the Nile content. Make sure you're subscribed to the Beauty of the Nile newsletter. Of course it's free just head on over to beautyofthenile.com. You'll find a form where you can subscribe. It's very quick and easy. You can do it now. We'll
1: be right here when you get back. Enjoy. No, uh, exactly. And just like learning, I think for me too, like learning about like scarring like that. And I think back on that, like that wasn't something I started thinking about probably into like college or like late high right. school. Like, and now it's like, of course, it's vitamin C, like all these ingredients, mm-hmm. things like that, and then, um, yeah, and like I grew up with my mom, and my mom was white. so I was like, I don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what what's going on. Yeah, exactly like,
0: <laughs> that that, but you made it, and here we are, and, and it worked out. So. <laughs> um, I'd love to know a little bit more about you personally. So, I'm curious, what do you feel has been your biggest accomplishment, and and why?
1: Um. I would say just between, um, I mean, I'm always like forever proud of going to UCLA and graduating from there. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that Rosen has inherently been like much more challenging. So I'm Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of just like where we're at, Um, especially even just like earlier this year um, was very difficult for us in terms of just like some bad partnerships and some bad Mm -hmm. decisions and, just really you know going to the ringer and like wow do I know what I'm doing like we we grew so much we did so much cool stuff last year and now I'm like do I not know how to take it to the next level and then to Mm. kind of come out on the other end and now you know be going to that you know next revenue level you know that we wanted and conversations with retailers and things like that and so um I think right now just feeling super proud of like sticking it out. Um, I've never like in my head thought, like, you know, like shut this down I can't do it anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. it has gotten hard and like, am I the right person to make these decisions? But, um, as I talk to mentors and things like that, they're kind of like, you know, like good job for sticking it out or like, you know, not shutting down or closing. And so it kind of puts in perspective, like, yeah, that is pretty cool. You know, we continue to go through it and Mm -hmm. um, come out better for it and just continuing to like push and adapt and, Trying to figure out things on the fly, you know, just to to keep everything running as usual, um, mm-hmm. has definitely been the thing I'm probably like most proud of.
0: Yeah, that's great, and it's great. Sounds like you have like some good people to tap into when you're when you're feeling unsure, which I think is a is a talent in and of itself. Like knowing when to ask for advice. So I think that's great.
1: Mhm. Yeah.
0: Um. And I'm curious this question is sort of what does being a woman of color and having skin of color mean to you?
1: Yeah. So to me, um, being a woman of color, specifically, you know, a black woman of color, it's very much, um, to me, I just think of like power and mm-hmm. um, influence. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, overwhelmingly we kind of see like black women essentially dictate pop culture within the mm-hmm. world, you know, specifically, obviously, within the U.S. is, you know, where I live, obviously. um, and so I think there's just so much power in that, and there's so much um, pride in being like such a creative mm-hmm. and resourceful group of folks, like, yeah, so resourceful. There's so many people kind of just starting and like being scrappy and like getting it going and taking it further, right. Um and that's kind of like what I think of when I think of being a black woman is just like inherently like strong and powerful and like resourceful and have like the power of influence. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's great. I totally agree. And I think what you said about being scrappy is really interesting because it's something, if we go way back in time, it's something we've been doing. And so I think it's really awesome that we get to, you know, c- c- carry that on. Um, so that's awesome. Um mm-hmm. but, and that- Another question for you, what are, and you talked about, you know, lessons learned and all those things, but what are some words of wisdom that you live by? Maybe like in a tough time or things that keep you going on a regular basis?
1: Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, personally, I think, you know, just valuing connections and whether that's family or friends or your partner or whatever, and just experiences that always, you know being able to ground back to like that bigger purpose, I feel like you know that's kind of a big purpose of existence is like connections and experiences and so trying to like root back to that and realize like you know these are the things that are important mm-hmm. um, but also just being able to take ownership over your life um mm-hmm. and what you that I mean just like. I think there's a lot of pressures that we put on ourselves, especially black women, but Mm -hmm. that are completely self-induced. Like I don't have investors. I don't have anybody checking in on how Mm -hmm. quickly you grow. Like everything that I stress out about is Mm -hmm. because I said, I want to grow this fast. Right. And so it's like putting all these things on yourself and then taking a step back and being like, you don't have to do that. (laughs) Like, you don't, I don't, I don't even have to have in Like I could shut this <laughs> down and be done and like, you know, and my everybody's life's still gonna go on. Of course right. it sucks, you know, we'd have to you know, but it'd be a whole process. But <laughs> taking ownership and like you you do what you want to do, especially when it comes to like being a founder and an entrepreneur, especially if you're a bootstrap founder and entrepreneur, like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, these are all your decisions. Um and I think that's really helpful to know. Like, it's it's not going to all crumble down um, right. if you make a bad decision, or or even if you have to stop. Like, there's tons of people stopping exactly what they're doing, like today. And so it's right. like it's not the end of the world. It, it will of course feel like it, but I think that's the biggest thing. Like, as it gets hard, it's like, why is it hard? Like, is this self inflicted because nobody else asked you to do this or to do it this quickly or to do it this way except mm-hmm. for you? So. I think that's the biggest thing when, when times are going tough.
0: Yeah. I think that's great. And I also think that's sort of like a metaphor for life, right? Like you can do what you want to do and it's yours to to create, right? We have like a finite time on this earth. I think that's really a really good perspective that you have.
1: Yeah. And easier, like said out loud than like always (laughs) applying it to like life. Um, But I think, yeah, I think it is just so much. And I think being a founder, like, or an entrepreneur, you learn that a lot of just mm-hmm. like, yeah, like I can decide what I'm going to do. And, you know, there's obviously like privileges and resources that are available to different people, people to, okay. to make decisions so easily. Mm-hmm. Um Unfortunately, like I have had the ability to make decisions like this, but to just mm-hmm. really have that perspective of like, this life is literally what I'm going to make it. And mm-hmm. if I want to do this, I'm going to do this. And if I want to stop, you know, to because this is stressing me out or these situations or encounters are like let's move away from that and just trying to take control over everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And what you said something really interesting, what, what do you credit, you know, you said you've kind of allowed yourself to to make decisions like that and make things, I guess, sort of, it sound like they're just good decisions in your best interest and in, in your, in focus on your happiness, what has
1: allowed you to do that? Um, as far as like what, privileges have I had to be able to make these decisions is that what you're asking
0: or yeah or just like decisions that you've made or you know maybe like thoughts that you've had that have allowed you to kind of
1: move freely yeah from a very young age I've been somebody who's made a lot of my own decisions so I think Mm -hmm. I've always kind of had this lens of like I'm gonna decide what I'm gonna do like I'm gonna decide where I go to college and I'm gonna decide Mm -hmm. you know like how quickly I go through college and things like that and so you know being um afforded those like opportunities to make those decisions but i Mm. think that just as through that and then just like you know getting into ucla and then kind of finishing ucla early and realizing like all these things Mm. like yeah you can if you want to do it um not that like you know it's like pull yourself up by the bootstraps you know there's a lot of like power structures that go into that saying but just kind of like Mm, mm-hmm. Realizing what has been afforded to me and realizing the decisions that I've been able to make thus far. Right. Um And just, you know, sitting here, like talking to you in my place, like the company I'm running, and just like knowing that I built something from scratch. I think once you yeah. build anything from scratch, you're like, wow, yeah, like I could right. for sure do whatever. I mean, not whatever. It's not like a billion dollar company, you know, but it's like I have the power to build something like m- much more like much bigger than I could have ever anticipated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I wanted to get to like, what are the decisions you've made? So I think that's great. Like, you know, what things, what's your toolkit, basically, you know, your personal toolkit. And I think that's really, really powerful. Um, And it sounds like you've had the little seeds of, of being an entrepreneur for a while, you know, of being like creative and on your own and building things up. So I think that's wonderful.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, so now I'd love to ask, and this is related to, you know, maybe life lessons or, or whatnot, but this can be personal or professional. What's one big thing that you've learned that you wish you'd known before you started on your journey? And this can be with Rosen or without Rosen, um, whichever.
1: Yeah, I would say um, personally, I think I, I feel like I felt pretty strong here prior to Rosen, but I know a lot of other founders that kind of touch on just like the importance of like balance and mm-hmm. finding peace and finding like a, a getaway from like what you're doing, especially as a founder, um, especially right now, as we're all like working from home, it can feel hard to like disconnect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's like very crucial to do. And, um, you know, it's obviously harder in the beginning, but just like knowing that that is very important has always been something. I've continued to learn Um, and then professionally I think um, money I like I said earlier this year was like difficult for us for like a few different reasons just like we were kind of like growing a tiny bit but you know in my head I had projected what we're going to be doing in revenue and then I took on these partners and then like all these different things just kind of like all came together like honestly like last month and I was like oh my god (laughs) what's going on right and so a lot of that kind of um trace back to just like feeling very stressed about capital like feeling very stressed with mm-hmm. like, the day-to-day of like i need we need to make this much money and like i'm projecting i was projecting my expenses based on not only what i you know was doing in revenue but what i projected we were going to do in revenue and that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing that i've learned is especially being somebody that was like never dealt with this much money like spending this right. much money like day in and day out. Um, mm-hmm that's been the biggest thing to learn is like you know don't spend on your projections I wouldn't even say spend on what you're doing right now I'd say spend historically like what did you do the previous few months um and what can you rely on because when you're not doing what you thought you were going to do but then you're spending that much it gets super stressful and then all you know coupled with like any Mm -hmm. other minor inconvenience it all kind of feels like very overwhelming and Mm -hmm. so that's been the biggest thing it's just continuing to learn about money and about money management and you know at the end of the day you're making these decisions and I'm spending all this money I'm like yeah this is a good bet or this isn't and mm-hmm. it can feel very stressful but trying to like take the bets in a much safer place Um mm-hmm. especially when you're on the high of like yeah we've been growing every single month let's go we're going to keep going and of course that's not always the case and so right. um it sounds like oh, of course, why would I spend like that? But I think when you're growing like so quickly, it can feel like very easy to be like, of course we're going to have this money. And so that's definitely been the biggest like professional thing I've learned is just like how to spend and how to like assess risk when we're spending.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's super interesting you said that because I feel like, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, that's the thing that makes entrepreneurs great is this belief that it's going to happen. And then it's really interesting that you talked about, well, yes, but also, you know, money is a real thing and and we have to be mindful of that. (laughs) So that is really good. I think uh, perspective. Um, So I have one more question for you. Um, What does being a part of the beauty of the Nile
1: community mean to you? Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm just so excited, first of all, like, thank you, you know, to interview me for this, and, you know, kind of consider me just, like, within this community, Um, and just, to me, it just means, you know, being connected now, and Mm -hmm. um, held to the same rank as, like, some of the other women that you've um, either interviewed or featured, and I think it's just so important for women of color um, in whatever industry, but obviously, especially, like, in beauty, to just continue to come together, and I think you know, overall, we're seeing such like a, almost like a renaissance of like beauty mm. with black women. And I'm so excited for that. And I'm so excited for the community that's being built in this space. And so um, to just continue to lift each other up and like help each other out as much as we can is, is super exciting. That's awesome.
0: Well, I'm, I'm so happy to have you. And that's, you know, sort of exactly what I envision. We definitely want it to be like a positive space and have these, positive I guess uplifting moments for everyone in in the community so I'm really happy to have you and it's been amazing you know talking with you meeting with you like this today and I've learned a lot and so just thank you so much for for sharing with us
1: yes thank you again so much um very excited um if I can you know ever be helpful in any other way please just keep me posted excited to be part of the community and be helpful in any way that I can
0: I hope you all have had as much fun with this conversation as I have. I loved what Jamika said about how we can rethink our skincare and makeup routines by implementing products with ingredients beyond some of the harsher ones we've grown to know. And her openness in sharing her own trials and tribulations with significant, persistent acne was so powerful. I'm excited to continue to elevate our voices and highlight the knowledge of women of color skincare experts. I know I learned a lot of great info today that I will put into practice right away, and I had fun doing it. This is Jasmine Mobley, and you've been listening to the Beauty of the Nile podcast. Beauty of the Nile is your space for skin tips, makeup tricks, inspiration, and motivation. We are here to celebrate and highlight our skin's beauty. Say it with me. Love your brown skin. Be sure you catch the next episode's amazing guests will be dropping gems for fabulous beauty inspiration, especially for brown skin. Get our free newsletter subscription at beautyofthenile.com. We cannot wait to connect and share with you. Until next time, enjoy life.